Welcome to the Grace Story Podcast, where we introduce you to interesting people and their inspiring stories. From Grace professors, current students, and distinguished alumni, to special guests and speakers on our campus, you can meet new people and hear how they are impacting the world around them. This podcast is recorded and produced at Grace College and Seminary, located on the shores of Winona Lake in the great state of Indiana. This is the Grace Story Podcast. Today on the podcast, we have Carol McGregor. Carol serves here as the Sports Management Program Director, as well as an Assistant Director in our Athletics Department. Carol holds a BA from Purdue University, where she played Division I basketball, and an MA in Sports Administration from Northwestern University, where she served as an Assistant Director of Basketball Operations, and then as a full-time Assistant Coach. She went on to coach at Murray State and the University of St. Francis and Fort Wayne at Purdue Fort Wayne before coming to Grace as assistant athletic director and assistant women's basketball coach in 2018. She recently became a full-time faculty member here at Grace in the sports management program. Thank you, Carol, for being with us today. Thanks for having me. You like have a, a lot on your plate currently, and then you look at your history, and it's quite an interesting story. Of... I lost like an entire plate. So. <laughs> <laughs> You've been juggling in chapel, and I, that's how I felt the last several years. Oh, man, that's, it's amazing how much you have on your plate. Well, let's, let's go back to the beginning. So tell us a little bit about your growing up years and then how sports kind of began to enter the picture for you. Oh, sports have been in the picture the entire time. I don't remember many memories as an adult now, you know, of your youth where you aren't kicking a ball or shooting a hoop or playing with your parents out in the front yard or going to a camp. So I've been involved for the duration of my life. My dad was very heavily involved. He coached my first soccer team. He signed me up for my first swim lessons. So just those experiences growing up were hugely fundamental and what's led me to sit here. <laughs> and you grew up in northern Indiana, right? I did, absolutely. And thankfully, my dad had the education. He got his bachelor's degree from IU and understood the importance of like athletic development and the impact that it can have on children. He he himself was a basketball player back in the 70s, and uh, he was hugely influential on myself and just giving us those pivotal experiences. And he also was of the mindset of try it all, do it all, experience whatever you like, and eventually we'll figure out what you want to do, which was hugely impactful on myself of just giving me that freedom to be like, you're going to make the choice eventually, so just try it now. When did, uh, in your you know growing up years, did basketball become your primary sport? Oh, gosh. It's always been my primary sport. Ah. One of the first presents I remember receiving as a kid, I was probably three or four, was one of those Fisher-Price basketball hoops. Oh, I had one. Ones. Did you have the one with the uh, the boxing on the other end, or no, was it I just did. the it was basketball just a hoop. hoop? Okay. But the ones that you can raise and everything. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We were at my grandma Duncan's house, and he goes, Carol, show everybody your follow-through. So, again, I'm a very young kid, <laughs> and I've got my follow-through down. And the family just thought it was hysterical. So it's been one of those factors. But I recall, as I said, tennis lessons as a kid and just going to the park and swinging and hitting the ball or going to the courts and shooting by myself or playing against the guys. Basketball became competitive for me in fifth grade in Napanee, Northwood. We had a very fundamental foundational youth program kind Mm. of developing us into – quality basketball players so uh, shout out to all the coaches along the way that did that and we would start in fifth grade competitively just with local teams so similar to what Warsaw does and their 
elementary schools against one another, but Northwood's smaller, so mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a bunch of, against your, just your teammates in your elementary school. Um, and started competitively there, moved up through the ranks, played in middle school, played high school, and then on collegiately. So it's just kind of been a factor the entire time. You have uh, certainly uh, a relatable experience to our student athletes being a student athlete yourself at a Division One level. So tell us a little bit about your college years at Purdue, playing sports, and then how you balanced that with also being a, a student. Well, you couldn't really balance. It was those two things. <laughs> <laughs> so you make your choices and you run with it. But it, I had amazing experience at Purdue. I made some of my best friends for life playing down there. And then you get the experience of playing against people from Penn State and traveling across the country to play in California, to go to the Bahamas and to go to France and Switzerland and just develop a mentality of working hard and producing results because of that and then also just what you develop foundationally as who your character and who you're going to be and how it's going to impact you for the rest of your career and the rest of your life. Mm. So, yeah, as I said, it wasn't much of a balance Mm. as this is the choice that I made. I'm going to be a student athlete, so I got to get my schoolwork done and I have to get my practice in. Mm. Uh, Then um, after college, did you directly then go into your master's degree program? I did. Okay. I went directly to Northwestern, was the assistant dobo, but that was my graduate assistant year, finished out the coursework, and then was in a full-time assistant my second year. Wow. Uh, How did uh, Northwestern, which is, you know, certainly known as a very strong academic institution, as is Purdue, how did uh, Northwestern enter the picture as the, the place to go for you? I, surprisingly, I sent out probably 20 to 30 emails to a bunch of different institutions that I saw um, in the country with graduate assistant programs and was just like, I'm interested in doing this. I went, I'm thinking I'm going to get into college coaching. Would you have any availability for me? And I stupidly at that time thought I could do it on my own. And that's why I did it independently and then was waiting and waiting and waiting. And finally, Going into my senior year, halfway through my senior year, my head coach is checking in with me, like, what are your plans? What do you want to do? And I was like, well, I think I'm going to give college coaching a try. And she's like, why didn't you tell me sooner? (laughs) And she immediately got on the horn, and Northwestern was one of those schools, and it sincerely was the only school that responded to me. Wow. um, Saying, hey, Purdue's at the top of the Big Ten. We're at the bottom. We want some of your knowledge, your experience, just to see what you guys have done there to be successful. And thankfully, Coach Curry connected me with the coach at the time as well as the assistant coach. And lo and behold, the one opportunity I had became the one school that I went to. (laughs) So were you there then for how many years? Two. Okay, two years at Northwestern. And then really began your coaching career. Yes. Okay. And – I'm interested to know, you know, about that transition from player to coach. What are some, you know, uh, what are some lessons learned along the way? Um, what are some things that translate if you think of others who maybe want to make that that leap someday from being a player to a coach? What are some things to think through? Oh, absolutely. That was one of the things that thankfully my mentor at the time, Tempe Brown, talked to me quite frequently about because I was just a year removed. Like I could have still been a teammate for the players that I'm now trying to coach and have respect about. So I had to 
carry myself in a respectable manner of you and I are not the same any longer, Mm. even though we may be of the same age. And how do you differentiate that? And how do you conduct yourself around the students? How do you communicate with them? Also, where do your loyalties lie? That sounds very (laughs) cloak and dagger. (laughs) I apologize. But you're on this coaching staff now. And while you're here to assist the players and get them to reach their potential, you have to remember that you're not just sitting here and having those side conversations with the athletes if you disagree with something. You have to take everything to the coach and understand what your discernment might be in the decision-making and how you are communicating to better the whole program. Mm. And so that would probably be one of my first pieces of advice is understanding your role and understanding now that you are not a player and that you have to take yourself seriously so that the student athletes will take you seriously as well. I would also recommend getting a really good mentor. Mm. When I left Northwestern and and interviewed at Murray State because of the conversations that I had with Coach Brown, because of the lunches we had just routinely and the and the context that she would place me in, I was prepared. I knew exactly everything. They couldn't throw a question at me that I didn't have an answer for because we had those conversations and I was able to find my words. Hmm. That's really good. Um, You were at a lot of different institutions, some faith-based, some not faith-based before coming to Grace. Um, played at, at two uh, at a public institution and then coached at Northwestern as well. How, tell me about your faith journey um, throughout all of that that time period as well. Because you were you were a student athlete um, believer and then and then a coach believer. How, how did you integrate your faith? What did that look like in those contexts? Ooh, I will say complete transparency is I I would struggled at times. I grew up in a Christian household and I had that growing up. Going off to college, attended maybe two, three FCA meetings a year. You know, I wasn't committed the way that I should have been, to be completely honest with you. I still had it. I was prayerful, but I wasn't doing everything that I could have been and should have been. And it's amazing to think back of, like, what if I would have? And how could that have impacted mm. me? Or how could that have helped me through some more challenging times that I went through? Or would I have even placed myself in those challenging times if I would have gone ahead and followed the path that God was directing me on that I would be resistant towards? Going into coaching, it's, again, finding your strength in God and asking him, is this where you want me going? Is this what opportunity you want me to seize? That was always the biggest thing for myself. Mm. Always impacting the student athletes. It's different at those institutions because you can't openly speak about your faith. You can ask the student if they're if they are willing to talk about it, uh, making sure that you're communicating. But it's not one of those instances where I can grab their hand and just be prayerful for them mm. in that moment. So there's rules, there's regulations, there's openness, or there's closetedness in scenarios with those student athletes that you wish that you could break down, but you can't necessarily. Mm. So it's one of the biggest joys and privileges I have being here at Grace is not only being a Christian institution, but also being at the NAI level. I always said at the Division One, like Rick and I right now, we're sitting across the table and this table is going to separate us. Those rules and those boundaries are always going to keep a distance between us. Whereas here at Grace, I can sit side by side and we can pull right beside each other and we can be prayerful. We can get into the nitty gritty and we can be um, just close, as close as you want and need to be so that I can hopefully mentor you and you can even mentor me in the regards of like, how am I as a human being? Am Mm. I the person that you need me to be in these moments. Wow. 
Thank you for sharing. I appreciate you uh, giving a little bit of your background and testimony. Uh, talk a little bit about your time at Grace. How long have you been here? You know, we, we, you've gotten multiple roles. We've talked about that. So uh, how long have you been here? What what has been um, special to you about Grace? And then I'd like to hear a little bit about the program itself. Oh, okay. So I still think of everything as seasons. So I'm in my fifth season. <laughs> um, but technically, I've been here for four full years. So I'm in my fifth season, a fifth year, school year here. But four full years, I've been here at Grace. It's been just tremendous. I have such amazing leadership with one, Dr. Kadeup and Coach Briscoe bringing me here to be an assistant coach and assistant athletic director, working with Dan Davis with women's basketball. As we all know, he's just a massive ball of energy and joy <laughs> and um, a light in this world. It's been remarkable. And it's the move that I needed to make going from then IPFW Purdue Fort Wayne to here, being at the Division One level, being uh, competing in the Summit League when games are in North Dakota, South Dakota, and Colorado, and missing out on raising my daughter at that time was really challenging. So I wanted to come to an institution, one with the faith base, but also with more understanding of family is what God has given mm. us. And he's allowed me to have this daughter. And at the time, we were thinking of expanding our family. And since then, we've had our son. And I'm able to balance that. So yes, while I might have multiple roles here at the institution, I also have multiple roles outside right. of being a wife and mother that working at Grace allows me to do. I Being here, I have such wonderful mentors for mothers, for wonderful people who've been able to balance their work and their families. And seeing that has been tremendous. Again, the support of administrators like yourself, of Coach Briscoe, having his mentorship and leadership the last four years, that's amazing. He yeah. has entrusted so much to me and we work so well. And it's just a, been a joy yeah. to be under his wing and working with him. That is so neat to hear of all those that have, you know, we talk about the Grace family, right? And, uh, you know, that that's everybody, right? That's students. We don't have it all figured out as, as administrators and faculty members, and we need others as well to mentor us and care for us along the way. Uh, so great to hear that in your story. Um, now you're uh, this year, this season yes. <laughs> uh, moving into managing um, the program director, sports management program. So tell us a little bit about that program, you know, some of the, the various areas of concentration, what that program prepares students to do for students who may be thinking about uh, going into the field of the sports. What, what do we have to offer here at Grace? Oh, that's great question. And I'm going to kind of talk to you like I would when a student comes and sits before Perfect. me asking. Say, I mean, I, I have, I might, I might enroll. We'll awesome. see. You know? <laughs> Hopefully I can make that sell. You might be a hard one. Um, but oftentimes when I am having those conversations, I'm having to look at mom and dad or grandma and grandpa and make it to them because kids are like, staying involved in sports cool keep me like sign me up automatically whereas mom and dad are similar to you what can our child do upon graduation with this degree in the real world and we thankfully are housed in the school of business which lends a tremendous impact of getting those business courses along with the sport management courses and just anything that you can do in business you can do in sport business mm -hmm. because Within the American society, sport is business. Mm -hmm. You look at the sponsorship deals. You look at the commercials. You look at the fact that the Super Bowl is the most profitable event streamed every single year. 
sport is business. So anything that you can imagine doing in the business realm, you can do within sport. Mm. Oftentimes people are only thinking of coaching or athletic administration and athletic directors or possibly sport agents. Well, yes, we can prepare you for all of those roles. But if you're thinking data analytics, if you're thinking digital marketing, if you're thinking um, even if it's client services, there's going to be avenues for you that we can help f- hopefully tailor not only our sport management degree, but also your practicum experiences and your internships to get you down that path to what you're wanting to do long term. Mm, that's great. What are the different concentrations within the, the sports management program? Right now we have sport business. So that's much more heavily involved with sport business. Um, and then the business side of those courses, it adds on like 17 additional business specific courses. And then we have sport management, sport marketing, and we have a sport ministry minor, or no, it's a major, I apologize. And we have event and facility management that is not underneath ours, but it's closely related. Because you would have students who would be interested in sports, but specifically on the event facilities part, which is, again, like you said, sports is business. Mm -hmm. That's fantastic. Well, um, that is amazing to hear. Uh, uh, Students in the program, currently, approximately how many students are in the sports management program as a whole? If I pull up my advisee roster, it says 72. So that includes majors and minors. Yeah, that's amazing. It's awesome to – and, you know, the, the great thing about a place like Grace is about a 30% 30% of our students are athletes. So there's so many opportunities right here. I mean, going on every evening, some sporting event that a student can get involved and be a part of and get hands-on experience of what does it look like to be a part of sports management in some way, shape, or form. Yes, through their practicum experiences. And then also a majority of my students are athletes as well. So they're getting that playing experience similar to what I did uh, at the college level. And they're learning that time management and they're learning that balance that you asked about before. And it's great to be able to get them involved. I've been to more soccer games this year because I have <laughs> nine men's soccer players as advisees. So it's been amazing just to like develop those relationships. And I have the time. Unfortunately, I'm not with the women's team all the time and giving them my full attention but it's been great to be able to like branch out and see the different sports see the different athletes and impact more students for christ and for our institution wow well thank you professor mcgregor for your time and for the many ways that you have served our campus Uh, Lots of different roles and lots of different areas and some we didn't even mention that are just more broad (laughs) to the institution that you've been involved with as well. So thank you for your engagement. Well, thank you for your leadership. We appreciate it, Drew. And thank all of you for listening to the Grace Story podcast today. We'd ask that you'd rate, comment, share this with others who may be interested. Thanks to Rick Neer sitting here with us, our producer. And we hope that you have a great Grace Story today.